Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember, you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Now time to talk NFL football on After Further Review. It is that time to talk some NFL football. We had some great conference games, AFC and NFC. We got David the Man and God Harris here on the phone lines. This was one of the important games for you as you had you were all Lions gear decked out. And do you want to start with the Ravens and Chiefs or the Niners and Lions? Or do you want to go with that last? David, what do you think? Oh, I think we should go with just rip the Band-Aid off. Let's just get it out the way. I don't know. I think Aaron, I, I, I'm with David on this you one. David with that? Okay, go ahead. So the 49ers and the Lions played last week. The 49ers, I mean, the Lions were up 24-7. to 24-7 at half. Me and my father went to Walmart thinking, okay, you know, it's going to take a couple, maybe by the fourth quarter, the, the Lions will probably have like a 10-point lead, and the 49ers are fighting back. We get to the checkout line, and it's towards the end of the third quarter, and the game is tied. Tied. It went by quick. Like, we left at halftime, went to go look for some light bulbs. By the time we left Walmart, the game was tied, and we went and watched the final quarter. The, Lion, the Lions were outscored 10-7, to and they ended up losing 34-31. It seemed like when I left that the Super Bowl was in your hand. Now, we talked about it earlier in the on Saturday that when the Lions didn't get to the NFC Championship, they got destroyed. So at least they didn't get destroyed like they did against the Red the Red the Red, Washington R word. <laughs> the team yeah, the team that formerly is, known, yes, formerly known as the R word. At least that it was a good game. But it seemed like did the 49ers win it? Brock Purdy and the boys, or did Dan Campbell and the boys lose it? What say ye from Frank Vashner? Get it off the chest. Look, I mean, anyone? I've maintained that, yeah, it was definitely a choke job. I mean, you had a 17-point lead. There's no reason for blowing it. I know I had people say, oh, well, the Lions were a a 7.5-point dog, and Frisco was the better team. Spare me. But, I mean, if you're expecting me to yell and rant and rave and make choke noises, not doing that today. Mm-hmm. And I've had time I've had time to think about this. And yeah, so it was a and, choke job, but you're but not here, but it's it. not But it's not entirely on Dan Campbell. We're not saying that. But let, me, let, let, me, let me repeat that for everyone listening. Not entirely on Dan Campbell. Because you, I, what do you mean, what do you mean though? Because uh, 
I see a lot of people wanting to blame Campbell for going forward on fourth down. Please, I don't. I don't need the sound effects. But you said though it was a. It, well, I I acknowledge I uh, yes, but it's on everybody. Okay, okay, because I know sometimes you get on the show and you do a lot of this. Yeah, I think my sound effects are better, but I digress. Okay, yeah, you do. You you do put a lot of effort into your sound effects. You do. I will give credit for that. You put a lot of effort in your sound effects, but yeah. But anyways, uh, can you please stop? Yeah, so was it like that? Was it choked out like that? Or no? We, we, we okay. Go ahead. But. Without the sound effects, please. Oh, sorry, sorry. I meant to. I meant to pound up the music. I just thought, you know, I'm here, here. My bad. I meant to do this. Okay. There you go. All right, keep going. I mean, look, I've, uh, people wanted to blame Dan Campbell for going for it on fourth down, how uh, early in the third quarter after the Niners had kicked a field goal. Well, let me let me ask both of you gentlemen this: Did Dan Campbell? Drop a catchable ball on fourth down. Well, statistically, he during the season he went with the fourth fourth Exa- down because see, their field goal kicker is not great kicking beyond forty five yards. Well, yeah, I get. I statistically, guess, they have converted on their fourth down. Yes, se- yes. I was listening to kickoff with Boomer Esiason mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I came in, mm-hmm. and the, the stat came up in plus territory when it's fourth and three or shorter. Mm-hmm. Lions went for it converted on 17 of 21 Mm -hmm. that is elite Mm -hmm. i mean they were better than pretty much anybody in the nfl at that Mm -hmm. and that throw to josh reynolds that's a catchable ball that's a catch you have to make Mm -hmm. and i'm not faulting putting that on dan campbell players have to execute especially when it's plays that you have ran all year Mm -hmm. if i mean if he would if he would have called some an end around to Sam Laporta or a short side jet sweep to JMO or some crazy trick play. Okay, I think this is a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's a pl- that's a play they've ran. Guys just have to execute, right? David, will you agree? In big spots, players have to make plays. No, I, I would definitely agree that players have to make plays. Also, think that. Throughout the year, Dan Campbell has been aggressive. So you can, he lived by the aggressive play calling throughout the year. And in the championship game, he died by it. I think the reason why people are going after Dan Campbell about that missed fourth down call is because that was a momentum shifter. And obviously they're playing the result because that was a 10 point swing, them not taking the points, but then also San Francisco scoring right away. So they're playing. I would. That's where my kind of head went in terms of going forward on fourth. You, you know, it's, like, you know, David. It's fu- it's funny you say that because I heard the exact same thing on what I listened to. Who I mean, you could have you could have kicked the field goal after they had said, "Hey, we just kicked a field goal." Oh, which again, I understand is not a given, and because Michael Badgley from that range, seventy percent accuracy. But let's say you you kick it and you do make it. You can tell the Niners, hey, you kicked field goal, you cut to 14. Guess what? We kicked one, you're back down three scores, and you pretty much burned eight minutes off the clock. So now, 
the the fourth down decision that I do put on Campbell was after they were down three points. I think in that situation, I think you have to be able to kick a field goal and at least tie the game. And now, I think that's going to go to in the offseason. You got to have somebody who's more reliable. But, I mean, a lot of people are acting like, oh, you kick a field goal regardless. Well, you understand they're not a given. Jake Moody even missed a field goal from the 49ers. Mm. And also people will point to, I've heard people point to when it was, they got down close to the end zone as the half ended. Mm. And why not go for it there? Get a touchdown. And they kicked a field goal, made it, because it's been Campbell's nature. My belief is, yeah, there there's a time there's a time and a place to go forward on fourth and short. But I mean the t- I don't really think that they should have went for it right, before the half end. It's like, you know what? Go ahead, get your points, go in with a lead. He'd, but unfortunately they as we like to say on here, pooped a hammer in the second half. And I can point to other instances, too. I mean, hey, the misplayed deep throw to Brandon Ayuk that Kendall Vindor had hit off his face mask. You got to have that interception. I can also point to multiple instances where you had Debo Samuel or Brock Purdy dead in the right to the backfield, and you didn't bring him down. Mm-hmm. And I can also point to Jameer Gibbs fumbling at his own 25-yard line. Hein. Hein. Look, you got people are always wanting to blame coaches for it. I mean, look. But, I mean, those instances, that's not Campbell's fault. Players have to make plays. Mm. You got to hang on to the football. You got to execute. You got to do the little things. Mm. Things win these types of games. Right. Now, and of course, I can I can even say when they were down ten late and they were trying and they tried to get into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Why are you running the ball? All oh, in that situation, you got to save your timeouts, give yourself a chance to get the ball back. You run it, you don't get it. Now you have to burn a timeout out that you can't really burn, and then you pretty much have to pin it on recovering an onside kick. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, look, there's a there's a lot to go around to everybody. He co- Dan Campbell deserves some of the blame, not all of it. Right? Players, obviously, they they may they they are liable for a lot of stuff too. The Gibbs fumble, guys not able to tackle in the back back field. Well, your secondary wasn't always the best all year. I, I get, I get that. I mean, that's and again, I'll I'll get to that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And look, you you just have to be you just have to be able you got to make plays in these types of spots. And truthfully, I'll say it: you didn't just cost yourself an NFC championship. I believe that you cost yourself winning the Super Bowl. Because mm-hmm. I really think I think that this team could have. I know they beat they beat the Chiefs week one, and people are gonna say, "Oh, well, the Chiefs didn't have Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones." The, I, I I mean, look, I I will die on this hill for it. I may get roasted for it, but damn it, I believe it. 
This team would have beaten the Chiefs again and hoisted the Lombardi Trophy, and there would have been a parade down Woodward Avenue. I, I, I believe that. I think they they would have. You know, sports is about matchups, and I do think that, considering all that has been done with the Lions, I think that I think it would have been a better Super Bowl if it was Lions Chiefs. And I do think that the Lions possibly would have be Super Bowl champions, but you tripped against the 49ers, and that's how sports is sometimes. Yeah, and and you know what. And uh, and then just kind of trying to look forward. Heard, I mean, I, I said it earlier on this show. I'll say it again. This team exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. My expectation was win the division and win a playoff game. Well, obviously they won the division, but they didn't win a playoff game. They won two playoff games. So you've actually shown that yeah, you can win in the postseason. And I mean, given how well you played the first half, you show that yeah, you can, you are capable of winning in the conference championship game. Now, I think, I think going forward for the Lions, it's S Bob, Super Bowl or bust mm-hmm. for who for 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 the whole for the whole team and the organization. I mean, it's gonna be it's on. It's on Brad Holmes to mm-hmm. make some decisions. Obviously, like, you you know what you have with Dan Campbell, and I and I'll say it. Yeah, mm-hmm. the guy is a damn good football coach, and I'm glad he is the coach. Mm-hmm. Coach, he's put a culture in place. People have bought into him. Mm-hmm. You've you're keeping both coordinators, Ben Johnson, and who I thought was going to be a head coach. Coach, I mean he. I think it's pretty much a case of, I mean, David, you can chime in on this. He's happy where he's at. Being an offensive coordinator, he does, he says, you know what, I'm not ready to be the guy yet somewhere here with a team that's trying to clean up a mess of a previous regime, most notably the Washington Commanders, because I know they were on their way to Detroit to fly in and hopefully bring them home, and then it's like, uh-uh, nope, not going. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and you're keeping Aaron Glenn too as defensive coordinator. I mean, I thought he he realized what he had. I think as the season went on, he realized, okay, I got to start doing stuff differently. Play obviously brought more blitzes, and it worked at times. Mm-hmm. So I think, so really, I think it's going to come down to who play, what who you going to have. Have various spots. I mean, you're bringing most of the roster back. I think you got to give Jared Goff an extension. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how long? How much money? That remains to be seen. I'm I'm going to let Brad Holmes decide that. Mm-hmm. But I think also you've got to get Aiden Hutchinson some help on the defensive line. Whether that's in the draft, get an edge rusher. I mean, not. not David, not to try and sway you to go a certain way in your mock draft. The guy I'm really hearing that they should target is Jared Verse out of Florida State at end. So you have bookend pass rushers. Maybe you grab a corner in the second round because I know Cam Sutton was basically your number one guy and he's more of a number two guy. That was mostly because Emmanuel Mosley got hurt early in the year. So... I think you got to get somebody who could be a number one, uh, and then maybe have a couple other her spots here and there. Get some depth on your offensive line. 
Skill positions, I don't know if Josh Reynolds is going to be back or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I I would say probably no, but again, I'll let Brad Holmes make that decision. Because you you have you have you have a very you have a great core to work with. You have Goff, you have your two headed monster running back Montgomery and Jameer can, Gibbs. Can you win with golf? Though some people think you can't win with golf. I'll say yes, you can. Okay. I mean you will. I mean the guy the guy has been guy has been a winner pretty much wherever he's went. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean he was. I think going back to his high school days, as before he came around, his high school team was god awful and. Turns around, leads them to winning record. He goes to Cal. Cal is god awful. He ends up leading them to a decent season, and some people are mentioning him as the same breath as another former Cal quarterback, who we call that man. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Rams. He go. He goes there. He becomes a starter. Leads them to playoffs. Gets them to a Super Bowl, mind you. And then he goes. To, he ends, and of course, he ends up getting traded to the Lions. Of course, doesn't play the first year there because he got hurt and other things. But then he ends up starting having a full year. This following year leads him to a winning season, and then the third year leads up to the first division title in thirty years. Gets two playoff wins, but he didn't get past the conference championship past Brock Purdy which has been a hot topic and David you you you've explained in the show that you're not a Brock Purdy fan. Where does Jared Goff land at? Is he better than Purdy? Or uh, or is he well, at the Purdy level? It depends on how you quantify better. Okay. Cuz everyone's better is specifically is he better in terms of reading the game? I would say that, I mean, obviously when you have a little bit more experience, you have years of being able to analyze defenses. That gives you a little bit of edge because you're able to see things. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you're younger, you're able to scramble a little bit more. So we saw that from Brock Purdy with those two long runs that everyone threw out of proportion. But, I mean, if you're rushing four, you're dropping seven back, you should be able to, you know, make those runs. I, w- I would say that he, that Brock Purdy is on that golf level. Um, I would push back a little bit about Frank of kind of being a winner everywhere, particularly with that Rams year. That was mostly defense. Mm-hmm. Like that was a defensive led team, right? In majority of the time in Rams, like and when Aaron Donald came in, and you can even see kind of with the Lions, like yes, mm-hmm. Goff coming made a big difference, but it was really the addition of um. The running backs Montgomery gives Laporta, and then Amon Ross St. Brown having his breakout year. Right. So, like, 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 similar to how we don't want to give like the coach all the blame for things happening in terms of failures. I think we're so quickly to give credit to the quarterback because you know quarterback led sport. I, I mean, even statistically in the NFC Championship game. Brock Purdy didn't have a great game. Like, yes, he won, but if we go half by half statistically, he was mm, like, like he was mid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still think, and I said it like Christian McCaffrey is that offense. Like, as he goes, that team goes, and we mm-hmm. even saw it in the second half. Right. But 
I mean, he's the quarterback of the team, and the quarterback gets the spotlight, gets the highlight, no matter what. And, yeah, Brock Perry just happens to be the quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was, just, I was just wondering. But, yeah, I thought it was a great game. Um, unfortunately, the Lions didn't make it, at least for three quarters. You thought you were going to the Super Bowl. That's the closest you've gotten to the Super Bowl since 91, Frank. I am painfully aware of that. And, you know, you don't have your Lions gear on the day. You got the Bedford Mules. I thought you'd wear the Lions gear, considering that you guys had a hell of a season. I mean, like I said. This, no, I don't think next season should be Super Bowl or bust. That's a little. Uh, that's a little uh, you show, you show them that you can. That's how far you can far, get. And Frank. You, you didn't come this far and only come this far. Right. Right. I give you that. Um, well, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be so quick to automatically pencil in Detroit uh-huh. to one when it's in this North because there's a certain quarterback in Green Bay that's going to get another year underneath his belt. And they could even, I mean, they honestly had a chance to beat San Francisco for just going to be honest. So that would have been a fun. That was actually the NFC Championship game I wanted uh-huh. just because the memes and the hatred and. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 David, I understand it because I, I mean, I'm one of those that believe the NFC North is going to be probably the toughest division in football next year. Mm-hmm. Here, but you know what? Uh, you you got to be able, you better be able to adapt to it. And I fully believe that Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell and everybody they're well they're willing to adapt to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard I don't know how many times I've heard Dan Campbell, Hull, or Jared Goff say post game after what says you're built for this. So, going on to the next one, you think Dan Campbell though is doing doing a heck of a job, right? Yeah, he has. I mean, he's he's put he's put a call. He has put a culture in place. I mean, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, and I, I mean, look, I know I'm. I've said this many times on these airwaves. I'm saying it again. He's helped the Lions create their own identity, right? Which is what they needed to do, right? Okay, that's that's all I wanted to see. All right, next game. You guys didn't really talk about this. Chiefs, Ravens. Is Patrick Mahomes going to be the greatest quarterback ever? Six straight NFC championship games. AFC championship. AFC. Sorry, man. AFC championship games. He's two of three in Super Bowls. Four AFC championships. If he wins this next one. Three Super Bowls, I think, before the age of twenty nine. Hmm. He's definitely enter. He's definitely entering the room. Well, entering the room, David. What you think, David? Did we lose him? No, he's still on the line. He's probably got us on. Can you hear me? Yes. Where were you? Did you put us on mute? No, I was just talking. Oh, okay. I didn't David, hear go, you. Yeah, you had yourself on mute. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, I think Dr. Holmes is right now at the head of the table. Okay. Like, I think. Well, David, a little, little bit a little bit of context. You, I'd say maybe at the head of the table for active mm-hmm. quarterbacks. Right. I mean, for, uh, for all time, he's not – he's – not up there with the Brady's and the Montana's and 
than those guys. But he 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 can definitely get there. Right. Well, in terms of like active players right now, head of the table, yes. All time quarterback, he's already at the table. I think, mm-hmm. just because of the way that he, like, well, when I think of that table, I think of not just winning but changing the game. And Patrick Mahomes has brought in an era, or has defined the era of dual threat kind of gunslinging play, to where we're seeing a lot of quarterbacks try to emulate what Patrick Mahomes does. To the point to where if someone makes a crazy throw, no look pass, they call it the Patrick Mahomes style throw. Like he's already in a category in and of himself. Right. So I I think he's in terms of all time. I think for sure when he when he wins and you know spoiler alert when he wins next week, <laughs> he'll he'll be at Is that table and can lose his seat. Well, I, I don't want you know. Because I know we'll do a pick and we'll do a whole analysis thing. Until you can stop this man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's right now the king. And that, oh, that Kansas king. City team is hard to beat in the playoffs, mm-hmm. as we've seen time and time again. We thought he was going to lose against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Nope. We t- everyone thought, and we'll get to Baltimore side. Um, we thought Baltimore was going to keep him on the sideline and burn clock. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. All the turmoil throughout the regular season, all the chaos, doesn't really have a wide receiver. Right. Here comes Rasheed Rice. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey not playing for half the year or seemingly not playing well for half the year. Boom. Unstoppable. Well, here's the thing that talks about it. This is why I said the generational quarterbacks. He lost some top receivers. He lost Tyreek Hill. They lost a couple games where the receivers went over, were lined up over the line of scrimmage. Canarius Tony, and they're they're winning games. But yeah, why do people feel that Justin Fields needs all this help to win? Can we just admit that everyone's going to have deficiencies in their game? But Jared Goff, Purdy, uh, Mahomes is on a different level. Lamar Jackson are getting it done. Justin Fields can't. Can we just admit that Justin Fields is just not that on that level of those players? Can we? Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone would say that if you were like, no one's picking Justin Fields over Mahomes. Right. Yeah. Or Lamar Jackson. Right. Some people compare him to. Uh, I'd, I'd love to meet. I'd love to meet those Bears fans. So that's the only really fan base, and even most of that fan base um, is either out on field already, or I am in that camp. Yeah, or in that camp, and there are a couple. Listen to MEC Sports Chicago this past week. There are a couple former players that are in that. Mm-hmm. Look at the weapons around him, right. kind of camp. But that's a whole other. Like former pros have different perspectives that I can never have. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thoughts on the game, though, last week? <laughs> now, that seems like, and I know that regionally everybody was talking about the Lions, but that seemed like the game that was kind of forgotten. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it definitely was. But I here, here's here's what I'll say. Hey, one, 
Lamar Jackson once again turns into a pumpkin in the playoffs. Did he really become a pumpkin, though? He got to the AFC Championship game. And he, where, uh, as as we like to say on the show, he pooped a hammer. Did he poop a hammer? Did his team poop a hammer? I could definitely point to other guys on the team that did. I mean, you saying that the Lions didn't have the choke job, or Dan Campbell didn't have the choke job, and guys said part. I said it was on everybody, right? So basically, the the Ravens they choked too. No, because they didn't have. They never had a lead in that game. They just flat out played like ass. Okay, so they farted on themselves. (laughs) That's a new one, right? Okay, a wet fart on themselves. David, you what say ye? Yeah, yeah. That that one, the Lamar Jackson was set up to fail from the get go of that offense by that offensive playing calling and that playing scheme. And I know we just talked like thirty seconds ago. You can't blame coaches. That was a thousand percent on the offensive play calling and the offensive coordinator because there was. And I'm obviously y'all know me, Steelers fan. Ravens didn't want them to win at all, just for rivalry purposes. But if you are a team that got the number one overall seed by running the football and playing hard-nosed defense. One, why six rushing attempts the whole game uh-huh. for that team? Six. Uh-huh. For a team that top ten in the NFL in rushing as a team. And I don't understand in the AFC championship game why you think that now's the time for Lamar Jackson to be a pocket presser to quote-unquote prove everyone wrong. Like, that's not his game. He's not a stand in the... He's not a seven-step drop quarterback. Mm-hmm. There have been ex-quarterbacks, ex-offensive players. Rex Ryan had a beautiful rant this past week on ESPN. Like, that's not him. Mm-hmm. Like, this team is not a drop five, drop seven, throw the ball 40, 50 times. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what got you here. So why all of a sudden are we running the foot football less than ten times? Right. As a team, like that's the reason why Kansas City was able to just be like, oh, all right. If if they think that they're going to try and beat us, we're just going to blitz every bleep and play mm-hmm. and try to stop us. Like they they were doing from the start, so it didn't even matter. Patrick Holmes being great and Travis Kelsey having to break out first half. Like, they were playing with one arm tied behind the back because the offensive coordinator is coming out here with a high school college offense. And <laughs> so like you're bl- you're putting this step- on Todd Munkin. Yeah, 1,000%. And players, I mean, former players have said this, players that have played both collegially and professionally, both in the NFL and um, in other leagues, particularly in Canada, that I saw on social media and texted, like they they're looking at the offensive scheme. Like, how is that supposed to beat anybody? Much less the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game at home. Mm-hmm. Like, like if I'm a Ravens fan, I'm trying to I'm getting ready to square up with the OC mm-hmm. <laughs> in the well, stadium. Well, here, here, well, David, here, here's the thing. I mean, how much? When is it time to actually look and say? Maybe Lamar Jackson uh, is the problem because he could put up uh, great numbers in October, 
But when it get, gets time to where, where it's put up or shut up time, he doesn't. I mean, they try to say, oh, we're going to get Todd Monk and Taylor in offense around you. We're going to use draft capital to get you, you have some weapons, one being Zay Flowers. Great great player here, but now, but again, why you kind of go back to Lamar being uh, mm-hmm. dropping seven steps or just doing whatever and can't produce. But Lamar has never been a seven-step quarterback. He's never been that pocket pass. Like, he's not a Brock Purdy or Jared Goff, but the way that he – the way that the offensive scheme was for Baltimore made it seem as though he was. And so, yes, Lamar Jackson needs to make plays, and I'm sure that he owned up to his mistakes and he'll continue to own up that he played poorly. But it also doesn't help that your strengths are being taken away by your personnel. Like, you can't just keep bowling out saying, like, hey, you know, if the coach tells me to drop – you know, five-step drop, seven-step drop, and I just want to go underneath um, underneath center or just kind of do design reads, then that's going to cause even more beef with your coaching staff. I just think Lamar, Lamar Jackson is going, because he's the quarterback, he's the face of the franchise, he's going to have all eyes on him. But I'm not blaming – I'm not giving more than – 20% of the blame on Lamar Jackson for that game. Like, I just can't. Yeah. No, you're doing that because you like Lamar at a real analysis. No, that's a real analysis. Like, I would I would even say if I were, like, this is just me as a football person. Like, this has nothing to do with, like, liking Lamar Jackson. Like, if he played great, I would call him out great. Mm-hmm. Like I would just like for any quarterback, I'm I'm not partial or biased. Like, do I have quarterbacks that play well and I give them credit? Yes. Do I think that also is good for ratings when I pump up Justin Fields a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. But like on the space play, like I know Justin Fields needs to move away. You know, instead of this past week, I think he'd be better suited in a place like Arizona or Houston that can really utilize his talents and skill sets and have people. Um, better offensive scheme around him. Mm-hmm. I think I think Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson in a running, run heavy offense like Baltimore is because they have all those running backs. Like that's his game. They are a running team. They are not a, a running gun. Let's throw 30, 45 times a game. Like that's not what that offense is built upon. Okay. So, what's your outlook on the Super Bowl? So far, we got a week. It should, it, outlooks, looks can change, but what's your outlook on the Super Bowl? Hmm. Oh. Uh, right now, I think the question is, can the 49ers defense slow down Patrick Mahomes? I mean, obviously, that's probably going to be headline on ESPN for like four days next week. But I really think that's the game because I think what Kansas City is going to do defensively with San Francisco is, I think, going to be similar to what they did against Baltimore. They're going to 
put a lot of pressure on Purdy, make, Port, make Purdy beat them with his arm. And I'm going to try to neutralize. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if someone just shadowed Christian McCaffrey all game uh, to really kind of either neutralize or limit his ability, particularly as a pass catcher, because that's where he get a lot, a lot of his chunk yardage. Mm-hmm. Um, five, six in the box. Um, and, yeah, Brock Purdy is going to have to beat them with his arm. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the question. Okay, Frank. Well, look, I know I've said that the Chiefs' uh, weakness has been their run defense, and I think the 49ers can expose that. But I just, I'm just starting to say Patrick Mahomes is just that dude. Could he be better? Well, at the same point of the career, he has a leg up on Brady. But could, when it's all said and done, could he be better than Brady? The possibility exists, yes. I mean, it's obviously going to depend on what happens in the years to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, I mean, he's, I mean, I said last week, he's done such a great job mm-hmm. basically dragging <laughs> this passing attack to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's basically doing it with a bunch of, with a bunch of spare parts and tools. Well, I mean, we've said Travis Kelsey is, a shell of himself. Hell, if all the receivers aren't catching the ball, the Rashi Rice has been has been phenomenal. I'll give him that. And plus, their their rush their rushing attack as well. They've had to run it a lot more. But really, the Chiefs have gone from being this pass happy team to being they're a lot more of a grinding out defensive team. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think they're. But again, I think just. I think Mahomes is able to get this job done. On the the Chiefs are able to win it, and and he'll end up he'll end up with his third or Lombardi Trophy. Mm, dang. Okay. Wow. So, but you think if the I think if the Lions would have played, it would have been yes. I think the if the Lions would have mm-hmm. the Lions would have beaten this Chiefs team. Mm-hmm. I will die on that hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think I think the Chiefs team kind of would have learned a lot from this past year. Or from earlier in the regular season, they would have not made the similar mistakes that they did week one. Mm-hmm. And I think I honestly think that the pressure of being in the Super Bowl would have gotten to the Lions. I just think that kind of we see it all the time. Teams that have been there before pose or composed and kind of don't make the mistakes. I think the Lions, I think the Lions would have struggled against the Chiefs. Just like I think the Lions would have probably struggled against the Ravens, but that's the Ravens. Well, I think that's different ma- the- matchups. I, yeah. I think that's different matchups, but I, I do think that this, this Super Bowl, if it would have been Lions Chiefs, would have been a really great one and a possibility of the Lions winning. Um, with the Ravens, maybe with a different little bit of a matchup. Either way, I think it would have been a stellar Super Bowl. But I think this Super Bowl won't be too bad. Um, but I, I still see – I think the Chiefs win this one. Yeah. I do as well. Anything else? 
How about uh, no, well, well, they, well, they would like to hit on a couple of coach of coaching items. Since well, we, well, no, no, we can possibly do that. Now we're out at one forty-five. I know David wanted to get in some NBA chat. Yeah, I mean, David, you, David, you want to hit on a couple of, of coaching hires real quick? Yep. So, Mike McDonald to Seattle. What do you think? I think the fan base likes it. Ownership likes it. I'll be curious to see kind of, again, one of those coaches that has the key to the franchise. What, what will he do? Because Seattle is a team that should be on the rise and has been on the rise for the last couple of years of the Pete Carroll tenure. He went from one of the oldest coaches to one of the youngest. Now, here, here's, a, here's a name that I would watch for him to hire as offensive coordinator. Ryan Grubb. I mean, I know he might... I care if he followed uh, Kalen DeBoer to Alabama, but I think being that he's worked in that region, has shown a really nice job calling plays, I could see a scenario where he gets hired by the Seahawks, and here, here, here's one for you, David, and I'm going to call this Root for Radio, the Seahawks draft Michael Penix. Who, I can no. see it. I hope the Bears draft him, but they'll probably go with Caleb Williams. And I've maintained that that would be a huge mistake. Right. Why do you and, say that? Look at the draft Penix? No, 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 to draft Caleb Williams. Yes, there's some red flags there, but I'm hearing that they'll probably dra- draft Caleb Williams. So, And then, obviously, Dan Quinn gets hired by the Washington Commanders. I mean, David, I don't think you didn't seem to be too sold on it. I'm kind of... Of indifferent, but I think a lot of the toxicity in Washington has is starting to get cleaned up. Obviously, Dan Snyder's not there anymore, or you have you have a new regime. So I think it's a chance to start fresh. I mean, the Commanders they have they've got five picks of the first five of the first one hundred picks, and they've got cap space. So I think the the opportunity is there to be better. Especially since you're in the in the division where there's the most parity, where there's been no re, there's no been no repeat winner since I'm not sure when. But give us a piece on Dan Quinn. Well, I, I just think one like the most time, most recent time that we saw him as a head coach, um, he he had ups and downs, and then kind of just lost the locker room. And then the last time that we saw him on the sideline in particular, just in any kind of coaching capacity, was that meltdown of the Dallas defense. And, yes, there's metrics, DVOA, and all that stuff about kind of expectancy and, like, efficiency that analytics people love to use. But I think he maximized on the quality of the personnel that Dallas had drafted the past couple seasons and then brought in as terms of free agents. I'll be curious to see, now that he has, a relatively clean save because you traded away your two best defensive players this past year, Washington did. Um, you have a young quarterback with the number two overall pick. Do you go quarterback? Do you go defense? Do you tr- I think they'll trade down, try to acquire more draft capital, um, especially if someone does want Caleb Williams. Um, but yeah, I, I, it'll be curious to see what he does in that with a new fresh start in Washington. I'm just not sold on it as a particularly just 
with retreads when I think there were a couple better candidates that were out there. I mean, I know I had said that Ben Johnson was going to be the guy, and he obviously said had no thanks. So who do you think would have been a better option? Uh, honestly, we keep bringing him up, Eric B. Enemy. Like, how he does not keep getting head coaching opportunities. Like, what more does he need to do? Like, he's, he's a proven – in this era where everyone's past happy offense, everyone's trying to copy everyone – why not give the enemy a try? That, yeah, the enemy hasn't been getting really much of a look at all. He always gets passed over, but I think there's something more to the be enemy. Yeah, for him to be always getting passed over. That's just me. Speaking of getting passed over, her bigger surprises who got passed over for a job: Mike Vrabel or Bill Belichick. Vrabel, Belichick's not coaching this year. Like. Like, I understand everyone wants him, you know, the guru. He's going to be in the front office position if he doesn't even – he might actually take this year off of football just altogether. Yeah, he made it – I think he went to the – but I think going to the commanders was a mistake because I don't know if he knew – I mean, it was kind of on the right on the wall. If they didn't have a good season, Rivera was going to get fired. And if you don't have a good season, you're kind of part of that dumpster fire and nobody wants to touch you. Yeah. Now, but I could see him being with the Chiefs. People were saying that because you're with the Chiefs and Andy Reid, and let's just be honest, Matt Nagy left to go to the Bears, had to go back to the Chiefs. They probably were thinking that being me is the Chiefs that are making you look good. Let's see what you can do with another organization. He didn't do so hot. He might have to go somewhere else to resurrect himself. Yeah. Last thing, and then we got to get going. Now... Does Belichick coach somewhere there start in the following season, or do you think he's done? Personally, I think he's. I think he's done. Like he's like. What more does Bill Belichick? Yeah, have to I say go, go, go to go sit on the beach in Cape Cod or wherever. Here with a drink in your hand and just relax. You've done. You've done enough. You've got your Super Bowl rings. Things you've written your place in history. You don't need to. You don't need to add to it where you've been downright abysmal. So, I will tell you this: the NFL Pick'em results are in. You guys, want to hear them? Yeah, they might as well. So, week seventeen, I, me, and Frank tied with thirteen points. David had 10. The overall score was 131 myself. Frank had 128. And David had 127. Mm. Week 18. I had 13 points. David had 12. And Frank finished with 10. So that means that if we can, we get a little bit of a of a no no choking here. Get a little bit of a drum, a drum roll, please, as we'll announce who the 2024 NFL Pick'em champion was. As we always had this music during the Pick'em, but we're going to get in this drum roll. I can't believe Or maybe it goes into a commercial. Darn, you do. <laughs> Pay for the premium version. You don't have ads. 
your 2024 champion is myself. Demon. Well done. Well done. Guess who got second? If my math is correct, probably David did. By one point. Yeah. You know what screwed you? What you, was it? That there was a few games that screwed you. <laughs> Bills, Dolphins screwed you. You picked, but the two games that really killed you. Why'd you pick the Pats over the Jets? What what week was this? Week eighteen. Well, I three fi- games. Three games killed you. I f- I figured the Patriots would at least want to win one for the Gipper send Bill Belichick out a winner. Nope, didn't happen. Yeah, and then and they basically said, you know what, we quit. We're not F this. Yeah, so what what killed you was the Bills Dolphins, I believe you picked the Dolphins, which at the time was a good pick. Yeah, I mean they were they were I figured you know what they're at home. Mm-hmm. That game and the Jags and Titans is what killed you. Mm. If you picked those three games, you would have thirteen points over David and you would have tied for second. Yeah. And Bush, like you said, tie is like kissing your sister. Yeah, well, it is what it is, man. I'm not going to bemoan it. I know, I know, I know. I forgot who won the championship last year, but yes, it was a close race all year. I think we only missed one week. Yeah. Because, you know, we had things to do, so that's pretty good as well. Yeah. But, we're going to again, congratulations, guys. We always play really well um, with that. So, we're going to take a quick commercial break, talk some NBA coming up next actually but we'll get back to this right here david oh i turned him down sorry about that david but that is the nfl pick on result come up next get the nba real quick david and then we'll have to get out of here for rocket sports yeah that's coming up in about seven minutes right they're gonna have their pre well he said between 45 and 50 yeah but we'll talk quick nba real quick we take a quick commercial break. You listen to 88.3 WXTs after further review. Make sure you check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. WXTs further review. After further review with a picture of Frank Bassler in the horse's head. NBA talk coming up next. <laughs> 